Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And let's do it. It's the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho and, and all the people listening. How you guys doing? Duff McKagan here. I am. Oh, yeah. I'm sticking to one thing. Uh, number one rule. Golden rule. Don't be a dick. I just want to get that through there. Just for. That's my number one rule. Um, okay. You ever think of this, Chris Jericho? Jeremy Irons, the actor Jeremy Irons. Do you ever think he maybe quietly chuckles to himself when he's irony? Thank you very much. Goodbye. I actually like that one. And I like his golden rule. Don't be a dick. Good philosophy to live by. The joke, though, I like it. I actually like it. Jeremy Irons. (laughs) The irony of Jeremy Irons. Uh, Thanks to Duff for delivering every Friday the great joke without fail. Just like the Winnipeggers, new episodes drop every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Come laugh with me, Ribo, and Spivak, Dave Spivak, as we uh, take part in one of the hottest growing shows on YouTube and Facebook today. Uh, the episode of Winnipeggers released last night is great. It's all about this place in Winnipeg called The Ville. The Ville was a place that we grew up uh, next to, just down the street from where we live. That was a bowling alley, hotel, motel, arcade, bar, beer vendor, and strip club, everything in one place. Did you go to the strip club when you were 15 years old? I did. I had the fake ID to prove it. So we have some crazy stories from our years hanging out at the Ville in Winnipeg. You can see it on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel. Check it out now. And also check out powerhouse Will Hobbs from Team Taz. He's talking about his wrestling journey, how he came to AEW, getting his start in the ghettos of San Francisco, what it was like growing up seeing shows at the famous Cow Palace, We also talk about losing his older brother 10 years ago, how his uh, older brother basically shielded him from bullets on the streets of where they lived and how wrestling was their shared dream, how much it means to Will to be signed to AEW because of that. Will also talks about the influence of his grandparents, the way he felt when Sting, one of his heroes, debuted in AEW, what he learned from Brody Lee in the short time he knew him, and he tells the story about his WWE tryout. All this, powerhouse Will Hobbs, starting now on Talk is Jericho. Will and I were just having a great conversation for about five minutes, and I realized I hadn't turned the uh, the recorder on. So oh, I'm here with Will Hobbs, which is great uh, because I had not been familiar with your work in the in the past until you came to AEW, and um, it's been great to see you because you came in in the summer, mm-hmm. and in a very short time, 
impressed enough people to now where you're in one of the top programs yeah. uh, in the company. So how has your AEW experience been? I'm Pretend s- that you didn't just say that. <laughs> I'm smiling right now because, like, I still can't believe I'm here. Like, when I leave San Francisco, coming to Jacksonville, I'm in, like, wow, every time. Like, I'm on my way to work. Like, I'm on TV, you know, doing what I love to do. And there's so many people I know that hate their jobs, you know, wish they could do something else. But I'm doing what I want to do. Since I was four years old, when I went to my first show at the Cow Palace. Like, I'm doing what I love to do watching wrestling and in the bed with my grandparents watching my grandparents getting mad over this and that like I'm happy because I I know where I'm from there's some little kid watching me and it's like man he's from East Palo Alto he's doing his thing I can do what I want to do and just just to look the like the the looks on my kids face when you know they're like my dad's a wrestler he's doing this like it's, it's amazing like, and now it's almost like it's it's legit because you're on TV. Like, yeah. Well, if you're a wrestler and just working in the community centers and stuff like we all started, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But when you're actually on TV, yeah. now it's official that yeah. you're a wrestler. Right? Yeah. My, my son, he's doing a, he has doing his classes uh, on on Zoom, and his teacher was wearing a AEW oh. shirt, and he's like, you know, my dad wrestles for him. He's like, who's your dad? He's like. Will Hobbs and you know they spent like twenty minutes during class. Oh, the teacher didn't know <laughs> talk, talking about me, so it, it was cool. But I just I'm in wow every time. Just you know, it's funny. So you said something earlier that people used to make fun of you mm-hmm. to that you wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, in what way? They just thought, oh, why do you like that fake stuff? You know, you, you you like guys in their underwear. I'm like, look, it's it's just this is what I like, like. Just the the drama, the just everything about it. It just I was just drawn to it as a kid. It's probably because you know I grew up hearing stories about my grandparents when they moved from they took a Greyhound bus from Hollaberg, Mississippi, to San Francisco. Oh wow! Uh, I think nineteen sixty one, and they lived down the street from the Cow Palace. So all I heard was Ray Stevens, Pat Patterson, Kenji Shibuya, High Chief Peter Mavia, the Great Mufisto, you know Roy Shire. That's all I heard about. Like. I didn't. Football was cool. Basketball, you know, but wrestling, wrestling was, was my thing. Yeah, I had, had. We didn't have a lot growing up. You know, we had everything we needed, but my grandparents made sure that I, ha- I had my action figures. You know, my, my big mama, my grandma would call them figurines or little men's, and I would just get so mad. I'm like, <laughs> they're men's. wrestlers. I'm like, she's like okay, whatever, my guys. Yeah. And you know, she would call and order. Uh, it was like. I think it was one of the WrestleMania. She called the cable company. She's like, yeah, I want to order WrestleManiac. And I'm like, no, that's not how you say it. And she's just like, I don't care. But it's just, it's something that I loved. And my grandma and grandpa just always, you know, if you love it, don't Go worry. Don't, it, yeah, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. You, yeah, what I was saying to you before is, is it's interesting because so San Francisco obviously is a wrestling hotbed mm-hmm. from that era with the Cow Palace, which is still there to this day. When yes. you go in there. It's. It looks like it was made in the '40s, yeah. but it's a famous wrestling it venue. It is. I actually did two uh, indie shows at the Cow okay. Palace, so which was cool. And I remember getting yelled at by you at Super Brawl because oh. I tried touching you, and you're like, "Get away from me!" It's against Juventus. Yes, that was my favorite WCW match. And, and mask versus uh, title. And my grandma, she like had this look on her face where she just wanted to kill you. Your grandma, like, yeah, be, for like fight yelling you? at me. So just, did you try and touch me? And I said, I did, I did. Like I didn't you know. I we snuck down <laughs> to the uh, guardrail on the aisle, and 
my grandpa wasn't all for that. He's like, this is our seats. We got to stay here. My grandma's like, no, we're going down Taking there. And front, I'm trying man. to reach and touch you. <laughs> Don't touch me. Yeah, it was awesome, man. <laughs> you know, so I was going to say, though, that um, same thing for me when I wanted to get in wrestling. I grew up in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. which is another wrestling hotbed at the time with AWA, then became a WWE kind of stronghold. And it was the same thing. People just thought, like, like wrestling, like this is like, what are you talking about? It's almost like telling me you wanted to be like a sword swallower yeah. or a mime in the circus or something. And I'll never forget this is that um, I, I was at church. I used to go to church a lot. I had a really good relationship with my pastor. And he told everybody, Chris is moving from Winnipeg to Calgary to, to, to go to wrestling school. And people started laughing. And I'll never forget that feeling of like people laughing because I wanted oh, to go yeah, to wrestling I've, school. I've had that. And that, that always stuck in my head where I was like, I'm going to make it now. Someone's gonna laugh at me. Like I just had that that passion for it. No matter what anybody said, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. So let's just make it happen. Yeah, no, dude. I forget what year it was, but I dressed up as uh, I dressed up as Sting one year, and I got like made fun of, you know. And it was whatever, like Blasting. Yeah, yeah, and it just. But that's you know, I always find like you said that you mentioned. There's a lot of people that that you know that are, have jobs that aren't. Mm-hmm completely happy or or just kind of accepting it yeah whereas you and i lived our dream and it's not easy to get there and a lot of people don't appreciate it because they didn't get to live their dreams true so they always kind of look at you with the down your nose just bitter yeah a little bitter but i i started wrestling watching wrestling with my grandmother too Mm -hmm. when i was about seven because like i said we used to watch awa and she hated jesse the body ventura (laughs) I love Jess the body because he was so charismatic and he was, but I wouldn't tell my grandma that. So I would boo him too. But deep down inside, I'm like, that, I'm not going to disagree guy. with my grandma, but I love this guy. Yeah. You know? So was it like that growing up with you? Like, it, it was, you know, I would like, I remember my grandma bought me a, a robe, bathrobe from uh, Sears. And my sister had this little bedazzler kit and she tried <laughs> hooking it up like ravishing Rick Rude. And my grandma was just so mad and, <laughs> But yeah, my, my grandma always loved the, you know, the, the baby faces. And sometimes I would just be a smart ass and, and go against her. And, you know, and she, she would kind of like haze me a little bit. But then, you know, sitting next to Big Mama, you know, it it was good because she, she knew I enjoyed it and right. she enjoyed it as well. And it's just like I, I heard my grandpa would tell me a story um, about they went and saw Rocky Johnson at the Cow Palace. And I think he was working, he was teaming with Peter Mavia, and I think she said he was working, I want to say Pat Patterson, I forget the other person, but Rocky was just getting beat and beat and beat, and my grandma was just getting so mad. My grandpa was like, she wanted to hop the barricade and this and that, it was, it was good, good stuff. The people, they were so passionate about it yeah, too. Yeah. And you would always, not so much now, because wrestling is more for for younger people but but when even when i started you'd always have that one older lady old lady grandma yep. uh, she the one lady in winnipeg she had a hat pin like back in the day a pin would put like a flower on the mm-hmm. side of your sunday best hat and they would take the pin and basically stab the heels in the ass like stabbing them with their hat pins and what do you oh, do man. fight a granny yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's, it seems that you were you were raised by your grandparents yeah i was okay. i was raised by the, my grandparents from the time i was born gotcha. like i was always with them gotcha. you know um big mama and papa that, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we called them yeah. um i was raised by them and everything that i know how to be a responsible adult like they taught me they they raised their kids and turn around and raise their grandkids 
which is a tough job, you know, but I'm so grateful mm. that, that I had them because if I didn't have them, I would, just the environment I grew up, I would either be dead or in jail. Be on the streets. Yeah, my, my grandma did not want that. Like, she did not play. Well, five foot five woman from Mississippi, she, she didn't play. We're all scared of our moms and grandmoms yeah, to this yeah, day. She, she did not play. <laughs> so what was your, how, how was your journey to get into wrestling then? Like when you decide you want to do this from a young age, mm-hmm. when do you finally go, okay, now i got to figure out how the hell I'm going to do this? I, so I grew up uh, going to all pro wrestling shows in Hayward. Uh, remember the movie Beyond the Mat? Well, let me give you a little quick story. <laughs> so you're talking Hayward, California. Yes. So I... When in about 1992, I was in Canada just wrestling Indies. I said, I got to get out of Canada. I got to mm-hmm. gotta go to the States and try and get on TV or something. And my dad was dating a, a, a lady who's now married to that was living in Palo Alto, which you mentioned. Yes. So I went there on, on airline points and I worked for, I believe it was all pro. It was Hayward, California. And the promoter was Woody Farmer. Okay. And Shane Cody was his son. And they had a little TV show that they filmed in like a warehouse in Hayward that was on Sports Channel America. And I thought, this is it. I'm going to make it. I'm on Sports Channel America. It's probably, you know, penetration of 75 homes across the country. But so I actually spent a little bit of time in Hayward. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was called Old Pro, but the promoter's Woody Farmer, old school brother. You know, typical, you know, everybody's bowing to Woody Farmer and yep, just, yep. Well, we'll give you a shot, kid. I mean, I'm better than the whole roster after two years because no one knew what they were doing. But so. I know that area and know the kind of the, the promotions that are there. Yeah, I, you know, I actually, I've seen that match on YouTube. With Shane Cody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, just, yeah. it just surfaced. Yes, yeah, so I, I saw someone like, reposted on Twitter and I watched it. I was like, okay, okay. So did you, do you, when you went to those shows, were those guys there or was that kind of you? This, this, they were, um, it was, those guys were, I believe, on their, on their way out gotcha. when I was uh, going there. Um, but... So it was all pro wrestling is what it was called. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up watching shows growing up there and I always wanted to do it. And my grandpa was like, oh, yeah, you know, too skinny, you know, just just you're good at football. Let's stick with that. And it got to the point where I was talking to my grandpa and he's just like, look, I don't want to hear 20 years from now that I stopped you from doing what you want to do. And if yeah. you want to go do it, cool. I don't have the money for it. So what are you going to do? So I ended up getting a job. At Best Buy and scrapping up money. Like, I didn't have enough for the full tuition. I had to pay monthly. And you mentioned the movie Beyond the Mat. Yes. So that that's the actual school I went to. It's that one, the one famous scene where the uh, guy was about to throw the, other, the fan off the balcony. Mm. I guess, like, for throwing something at him or spitting oh, right. on him. So that that's the actual school that I went to. Was it was it Roland Alexander? That's Roland Alexander gotcha. School. Yeah, because he was all over the Beyond the Mat. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, Roland was always good to me mm. always make sure i had what i needed he uh actually had someone um give me a pair of wrestling boots mm. like my first pair of boots so i still have those boots so that that's where i got started we had 23 people in our class and only two of us were left at the end so there's times of setting up rings driving six hours to go set up a ring do ring crew do security watch the show load the ring back in the truck and then drive six hours back home not getting paid nothing mm-hmm. first thing i got thrown into since i had generic gear and boots already got thrown in the battle royal vets got a hold of me okay cool my trainer got me told me to throw a punch he ducked 
I was on the ropes, clothesline me, took me over. I thought that was like amazing. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm in here, I'm, I'm doing something. That's it, right? Yeah, and then they had the battle royal on YouTube. I would just skip to the part where I'm at, and <laughs> like, okay, I, I I took that over the top rope pretty good. I think I have enough for a highlight reel now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, it's amazing, yeah. and just. I'm doing what I want to do. Like I, I knew from there. Like it, of course it was gonna be hard, but I, I can't complain, man. Like I would do that whole journey, and glad I'm on this journey now. I'll do all that over again. But that's but that's how you learn respect for the yeah. business, and you also yeah. learn life lessons too. Yep. You know, it's one of the things that like um, a lot of guys train now. Maybe they go to NXT, for example, or maybe they they're here just from QT school or whatever mm-hmm. maybe, and that's great. But it's the it's the experience that you get. Like you mentioned, six hours setting up the rings. Oh, the tire blew out. Got to wait on the side of the road for the guy to come fix it or whatever. Like all that stuff really makes you think like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And most of the time the answer is like, yeah. Yeah. Like like my friends are out partying on the weekends and what am I doing? I'm going to to wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you don't hang out with us? Well sorry like right. I, i'm doing doing what i want to do like so did you mostly just stay in that bay area or did you I, I stayed in the bay area and then i i reached out to uh booker t did a couple shows at his school did you know him or just i, I didn't i cold just called him yeah i just saw a number on the internet and was like this is the number to reality of wrestling called did a couple shows there hold on when you called the who answered i believe charmel his wife so what do you say I was nervous. I was like, hi, my name's uh, Will Hobson. I'm interested in coming out from for a show. I'm going to be in the area. And the sheep ended up passing him the phone. And he was, hey, man. Yeah. Do you like, think he was serious at first? A little bit gruff, maybe? Yeah. And I, know, I was like, is, is this, yeah, what you want, man? Is, is this book for real? <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't want to ask that, but I just let him know I was going to be there. Sent him some info. And then down the line, I end up meeting Rikishi. And Gangrel did some stuff, uh, matches at Knox Pro. Got a lot of game from uh, Rikishi. Uh, so just to go back to the Booker thing, so w- w- did you go to, to, to Houston? Uh, were you going to be in the area, or were you flying there just to, for the shows? I was flying there just for the shows. The shows. That's great, there. and that's, that's, that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, I did the tag partner that I had at the time. We scraped up some money, got hooked up on some Southwest tickets, stayed in the shittiest motel six <laughs> ever unless you know I'm, I'm from the hood so the part of town we were in it, it didn't matter for you to, to say that this is the shittiest hotel you know, ever. i'm just like i'm from the hood but i don't know if i would stay here but it it was worth it uh just to get the experience and make yeah. contacts and yeah you know and i'm still in contact with a few people down there and end up later on going down to knox pro just talk about that because i know that the rikishi obviously Huge star in the WWE. Yes. Uh, great guy. Yep. Uh, great worker, too. Oh, yeah. Typical Samoan. Yep. <laughs> Every Samoan's a great worker. Or Islander, Tongan as well. So tell me about about that time that you spent with him. Uh, was, so I, I was in the tag team at the time. And we went down there. It was about a six-hour drive from uh, from Hayward to Los Angeles where they were at. So we will make the trip back and forth. But the thing that I picked up from him is just don't quit. Do what you need to do, and then things will happen. Like treat this craft with respect. If you treat it with respect, it will eventually be good to you. And you know, he taught me just how to put on a show. You know, I, I still still working on it. You know, I'm don't want to get you know just 
be happy where I'm in. I'm, I want to do other things. Yeah, um, That's it, the sign of a true professional. Yeah. And, you know, whenever he's in the Bay, I think we did an indie show maybe about two years ago. He was he was up there and just instantly gave me a big hug. Like, how you doing? I've been watching you. You know, stick with it, Oose. And I ended up doing uh, working with Ezekiel Jackson for about four years, mm. learning from him. Uh, his school Brickhouse Pro, so the way the way I put it is I'm getting all different flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Baskin Robbins. I'm getting game from here, 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 here. You know, that's how you learn and figure out what your style is. Yeah, you know, take Definitely. a little bit from each place and each guy and yep. shake it all up in a Will Hobbs blender. Yeah, and this is me, right? You know, my grandma used to say, "You put it in a pot and mix it like gumbo." <laughs> so that's you know, that's what I'm doing. Are either of your grandparents still with us? No. Okay. Uh, my, my grandparents that raised me passed away in 07 and 2009. So Had you already started in the business by chance? I, w- I was just getting into okay. it. Okay. I was just getting into it. Um, my grandma passed away in 07, and I wasn't into it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the fact that after my grandpa passed away, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. okay, I, I got to do this. Right, right. That was your catalyst, huh? Yeah. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, Will, what finally brought you to AEW? Um, I ended up getting a text from uh, QT, and I thought somebody was ribbing me. And I was like, okay, I looked at it, put my phone down, answered it a couple hours later, and said, hey, this is QT Marshall from AEW. Are you local to the Jacksonville area? I said, no, but I'll find a way to get out there. So how did he find you? Um, so Marcus Mack, he actually is the promoter and owner of All Pro Wrestling, and I believe he reached out to to Cody. And gotcha. we got a guy here that you should take a look at, sort of thing. Yeah, and I believe and I believe Cody remembered me from the the couple shows he did in the Bay Area. So because wasn't there? You mentioned you did a couple shows at the Cow Palace. There was a really big indie show at the Cow Palace. Yeah, it was Cody. I forgot who Cody was working. Uh, it was a big cage match. Right. Cody was out there, so it, it was. And it was like, a, was it? Based around some other matches as well. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, of what but the we, we had that was. Jeff Card on the Cobb. Just Jeff Card on the Cobb. Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Corn on the Cobb. <laughs> and uh, Brian Cage was on the card. It was, it was a lot of action that night. I believe. Um, Did you draw a good crowd? Yeah, I think the the house is maybe a little over five thousand, which was great. For that's a, huge. For that's indie that's show. basically more than WWE would do at this place. It, you know? it was huge, and the fact that I used to go there and I got to walk down the same aisle. Like you and other people <laughs> the, for the me. Classics, it, yeah, right? it, it was amazing. Like, I took my time walking down that It aisle. says Cody versus Kenny Omega. Was that the match? No, at the Cow Palace? At the Cow Palace. That might be, was it Cody versus Joey Ryan? Yes, yes. There you go. So then the, I think the New Japan did a Cow Palace show too. They did. So anyway, so yeah, so that was the big show. So walking down the aisle for you. Yeah, it was it was cool, man. I'm just like, damn. His dressing room's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my boy was like, you know, this is the. The room where 
Eddie was in after he won the That's WWE right. Championship. Bellas, and yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm walking around. I see the old school pictures. I see a picture of Mr. Perfect and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I remember every time I used to come here, I used to look at that picture. And they had pictures of like Elvis Presley when they had like 11,000 people in there. The Jackson 5, Frank Beetle, Sinatra. Beatles. Beatles. You know, I'm like, man, I'm actually in the building that has like so much history. And my, my grandpa right there. Yeah. Yeah. And my grandpa was like, you know, the Cow Palace is the, the Mecca of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like for everything. You know, it's funny because there's always different stages of, of making it. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my first match against my first match and then my first match against someone that I'd seen on TV. And the first time I wrestled in the Winnipeg Arena, which yeah. is where I grew up watching wrestling, was like like it's it was the greatest moment. You know what I mean? But as soon as you do that, now okay, what's the next goal? Yeah. Like working the Cow Palace is great, but once you did it, now I got to figure out what the next yeah. big step yeah. is. And this is uh, right. So QT gets the number, mm-hmm. calls you up, and says, "Are you local Jacksonville?" And you're like, "I'll be there." Yeah, and I, I, I hadn't. We we were getting by me and my family at the time because I mean I just got laid off. That's uh, right. Where were you working? I was working at Facebook and Instagram. Right. So I was. Helping with the facilities department. So I would start work like at three, four in the morning, make sure everything is set up in place. If there are any tickets coming in, I'd take care of all the people in there. Yeah. So, and I got laid off due to the pandemic. And I'm, and my daughter was just born, she was two months old at the time. So I'm like, do I want to travel during this time? And, I'm like, I got two other kids. I'm like, I, I got to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came out here, and it was amazing. Everybody came up to, hey, how you doing? Like, you can look in someone's eyes and, and tell mm-hmm. if they're bullshitting you. Mm-hmm. And people come up to me shaking my hand that I don't know. Like, hey, how are you? You know, good to see you. And I introduce myself to people, and people look at me in my eye. Oh, hey, my name's this and that. You know, pleasure to meet you. And I'm like, golly, like, I want to work here. And then, you know, I go to the famous board and, and see who I'm supposed to work. And it says Will Hobbs versus Scorpio Sky. I'm like, okay, I know Scorpio from Cali. You know, we've been on a few indie shows. I go eat, come back and check the board. It says Will Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, they switched it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Was that on Dark or was that on Dynamite? It was, it was on Dark. Right. And at this time, you and Orange like had that feud going. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm working the hottest baby right now who's in the feud with the hottest heel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, like, this is about to be on. <laughs> then I look over at the time. It says 30 seconds. Really? I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, this, this, is, this is cool. I'm like, I figured what was coming. <laughs> and, you know, I ran into Orange and he's like, introduces himself to me. And he's like, hey, man, sorry about, you know, this, you know. And I get in a lot of time. I said, look, I was like, I'm here to do a job. You're working with the hottest heel right now. Mm-hmm. You're the hottest baby right now. You need a big win. Yeah. yeah. I said, there's a size difference between us. And I'm thinking in my head, nobody's going to expect, you know, me to take any, you know, shit. But we we worked out the match and me and Orange are talking, just goofing off, talking about James Brown albums. And comes to the time, Orange is in the ring and he puts his hands in his pocket and I'm talking junk to him in the ring and I charge him. He moves Superman punch. Boom. One, two, three. And I'm like kind of peeking out my eye, looking around the crowd and I see people in the, you know, 
in, in the audience. A rogues gallery. Yeah, just like looking like, what the hell happened? And I knew then from there, it's like, man, I'm, I'm going to guess like, this has to be on like some replays. And it was like the package you guys had. They showed a clip, a couple clips of him knocking me out. It is awesome. Like, I cannot complain. Like, I was getting blown up. People telling me, well, why'd you do that? Why'd you job out like that? And I'm thinking in my head, like, if you were here, you'd be doing the you same thing. You don't get thing. it, yeah. It, it's not about me winning. It's about me making him look good because he's going into something that's way bigger than me. And what you said doing the job is we're saying that doing the quote-unquote job, wrestling mm-hmm. jargon, you are doing the job that you were called to do. Yeah. Like if we were acting in a movie yeah. and the idea was Will Hobbs comes in and punches Chris Jericho in the head and his head explodes, like, okay, great, that's the script. Yeah. That's that was your job for the night, and because you did a great job, mm-hmm. then you get a chance to do more. Yeah, it did, jobs, and it, right? and it, and I had people thanking me like, "Oh, thank you for doing that." I'm like, "You don't need to thank me. I, I appreciate it." But it's also, watch to see how you're going to react. To yeah, you. I was I was happy. Like when I got home from the tapings, I had some dental work done, and then I went and got my hair cut, and then couple guys in the barbershop were like hey i saw you get knocked out by that little dude and i'm like dude like look my mouth is swollen like you know it's like oh for real i'm like yeah like he got me man he like put me out and, and it's just an amazing thing and i got people you know on social media and people that i know like why would you let them do that to you and i'm like it's not about that like don't talk to me like leave me alone like i don't i don't need that shit I'm I'm here to to yeah. do a job. Do the work, right? So so then they asked you back the following. Table. Yeah, asked me back. I ended up doing um, uh, six man with um was me Sean Dean and um, Joe Alonzo. We ended up being Dark Order, and that I got the hot tag and I got to you know show some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got that big spine buster in. My whip power slam got in and. It, just went off from there and then I ended up doing security work for Britt Baker and I think I was her security for like three weeks and she she was she was totally awesome she's like when I like when I met her it was like talking to someone that I knew from high school like it was like an instant click and she's been a definitely been a big supporter of me and along with other people and it it's just amazing like when I would go home I would like be like damn i gotta go back home like when when's the next taping like i couldn't wait to get back out but you fit in that's the thing that was cool because i know from the start that tony really i mean you got a great look obviously Mm -hmm. and you could tell that you had some experience so there was really not no brainer but once again didn't know anything about you so like okay where has this guy been yeah with a guy that looks like you that i've never seen around before it's just such a like it always amazed me saying this last night how much great talent we have on our roster that I didn't know. I thought that like WWE was scooping up everybody, mm-hmm. but they weren't because, no. dude, there's so many guys on our roster that didn't go there, didn't want to go there, didn't try and go there. Yeah, you know? and it's just I'm just I think I might have told you this before. Like when you you sat down with me to watch one of my matches, and I talked to got help from like FTR, Cody, Dustin, QT, Jr. Tully, numerous people here. You guys are taking your time to sit down with me and talk to me. And that means a lot to me. It means you're investing in me. Mm-hmm. So I just, man, that it just means a whole lot. Like, of course, I don't want to let myself down, but I'm like, I really feel that there's a team atmosphere here. 
Well, here's another thing, Will, that's really cool is a lot of guys don't do that, mm-hmm. go the extra mile to ask for help. Like, I'll I'll watch anybody's match with yeah. anybody. A few I, people I know do. you will. You watch but, mine. Yeah, but but yeah, and that's because you asked me and, and, and we did it. So a lot of people don't. Maybe they're too intimidated. Maybe they don't care. But when you ask, we have that type of locker room where it is a team. Yeah. And we expect, I always say, like, everybody here is on the roster to be a star. Yep. No one's here like, oh, he's designated to be the prelim guy. Or he's designated. Like, that doesn't work that way. Everybody here will get a chance. And then the dust will settle and people will settle into where they will be. But everybody here is a star, whether it's first match star, middle match star, last match star. There's room for everybody on yeah, the team. Exactly. And it's that that's right there means it means the world. So it means a whole lot. Like, man, the guys that I've watched are taking their time out to help me. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, well, let's get back to you coming to AEW. How and when did you finally get signed? So I did the um, the All Out Battle Royal. Mm. So that 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 day meant a lot to me is um, the anniversary of my brother passing. Yeah, I want to hear that story too. You tell um, when you when you did that, wasn't signed yet. I got a elimination. Was in there. Your first pay per view. Yeah, assuming. first pay per view ever. Yeah. you know, except for when I was young and I would pretend I was. <laughs> you know, in the front yard wrestling, you know, I was on every pay-per-view then, but it, it was my first pay-per-view ever. Like, I w- was nervous. You know, I had MJF come up to me, and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm nervous. And he looked at me and was like, hey, he's like, you're here for a f- reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, l- let's get it, you know? Did the Battle Royal, got some eliminations, had a big spot with um, Lance, and it was on from there. Then the following week i did a match with darby allen on the saturday night dynamite mm-hmm. that was cool and tony was came up to me he's like i want to offer you a deal and i'm like what <laughs> and i'm just like <laughs> he's talking to me and i'm like kind of like shaking a little bit and i'm mm-hmm. trying to play it off cool and, you know he's like i got to get back here you know i was like okay well you know we'll talk and got on the phone called everybody at home and you know it it was amazing. It's a great day, huh? Yeah, it it was, it was the the tier zero deal, but it's still a deal. It's a deal, you know. Yeah. I never had nobody give me like no contract. It's a contract with regular anything. paycheck in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. So, which you know, which was awesome, and then I end up getting a tier one deal. You know, oh, right, so you got bumped up. Another, yeah, okay. right after I did the thing, what came out and saved Mox. Right, yeah. That, that was awesome. Came out with a chair. Yeah. Like, like, where I'm from in East Palo Alto, it's a two-square-mile city, and everybody knows everybody. Like, I had a gang of people in the hood call me. It was like, you did that with Mox? You was in there, you did this and that? Is it the same person that called me when I lost in 30 seconds to the little guy? It, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was one of those people. But, you know, I was just so excited. And then when I saw on Twitter that said Will Hobbs is all elite, like, I got home. Yeah. Open up the door, 
and just and I, I cried like it is like man just look at that graphic yeah sat down and cried and thought about just all the people said i couldn't do it all the teachers that said i would be dead by the time i was 19 you know basically everybody just telling you you wouldn't be shit like mm-hmm. it it's an amazing feeling like it just it's cool too like you can tell that you come from good stock your grandparents must have been great people because i remember the, the i just thought about this right now when Something happened where like did you you accidentally like potatoed Luther or something and mm-hmm. you brought him a bottle the next yeah, day. Yeah, I felt so bad. I didn't mean to. Like we all well, it's wrestling, it happens. Yeah. We we I like I believe Bret Hart said it in the um, in the Wrestling with Shadows documentary. It always stuck with me when I watched it as a kid because I had it on the VHS that at the end of the day we all should take off our boots. Like we had a hard days at work and, and not get hurt. And, right. and and Luther was was good to me my first day he's like hey i know you know uh adam you know we got a he had a common mutual friend and it, it, I, just, I felt bad like man i didn't mean to you know hit my boy like that but, him in the face or something yeah i i ended up <laughs> grabbing like hitting him in the his back ear that's right god we and then and it's just anytime i see luther i you know we give each other a hug mm-hmm. you know he's a tremendous dude and I just, I just felt bad, but I'm like, look, let me let me make this right. You know, he, of course, he just he didn't say I didn't have to do anything, but but that's a classy thing. to Yeah, do. yeah, and that's cool. So it, when he told me, I was like, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. I'm just like, you know, we all here to work, man. So, but let's talk about your brother. You told me the story before, but there's mm-hmm. a, there's a big story here, and you yeah. mentioned being from the hood. Yeah, and had you not get got into wrestling, you you could be dead or in jail or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what what happened with your brother. Yeah, you know he's uh, just so my, we, we were tight. Uh, he wanted brother. Yeah, gotcha. he wanted to be get in the wrestling business, and he wanted to to be my manager. Tall, lanky dude, like slick. <laughs> you know, could could talk. Could you know? We always said he could sell Eskimo snow. So he, he had that type of game, and you know, just getting into the wrong crowd and. You know, just end up just not doing what you what you're supposed to do. Like you just he end up getting shot. And I end up, you know, getting hit in the forearm and it, You were you were with him? Yeah. When, just when the getting fight broke out. Shut up, shoved out of the way. So it's he shoved you out of the yeah. way. And then took took a bullet? Yep. Wow. And his How his, old were you at the time? I was 22. Wow. So you're fairly old at that point in time, man. Mm. So, so this is kind of was is this kind of a shared dream then? It is. It's your brother. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a shared dream with him, and I stay along with, with my grandparents, and it just I tell you, like on the, on the day of all out September 5th, like I wanted to like say something, you know, and like this was for him, but I just. It's been ten years, and I still like it. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying not to cry. Um, no, no, I, I wasn't. I just. I just find it's a very interesting story. Like for me, like I had uh, my mom had a really bad accident right right when I was in wrestling school, and I was like, "Well, do I quit wrestling?" And she's like, "No, like you continue on and you mm-hmm. do this." And I was like, "If okay, if I, I'm going to make it now." Like if this is the if this is the sacrifice that I'm making, leaving my mom to go find my fame and fortune because she want me to. You better. F-
believe I'm going to find it. Yeah. Did you kind of have that drive with, I had it. from your brother and your grandparents? It's like I, now there's no, there's there, no, there's no second plan. There's no second guessing anything. No, yeah. Plus, you know, I got, I got kids, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's, you know, I have my older son at a young age, and and I look at him and my my younger son how tight they are mm-hmm. and it just it just reminds me so, so much of me and my brother, brother yeah. what's your brother's name Tyrone Tyrone so it was it was yeah everything I do like is 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 for them you know I got so many people depending on me and you know I feel like I have my city depending on me like I just I can't let people down. Like I, I can't. I refuse to. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it just reminds me so much. I just everything I have to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I have fun here, but it is still business. And I, I got goals that I want to accomplish. What kind of goals do you have? I want to be world champion. Mm-hmm. I wanna, that should be your goal. That should I, be everybody's goal. I, I want to be world champion. I want to. When we eventually get to being in arenas doing what we, you know, what we do, I want to headline stuff. You know, I want to be the one that that does does everything. I want to be the captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be in your leader. Pres- yeah, I want to be like how you are, how you were with me, how you are with other people. Sit down and talk to them, teach them, guide them. Like, that, that's what I want to do. That's cool. I, I want to go down as... As being one of the greats, like we just had a a newspaper article and about me, like in San Francisco, uh, San Jose Mercury News. Um, oh yeah, you know Palo Alto Daily. Like I was on the front page of those. I'm like, man, what was it, the headline? It says pro wrestler uh, makes it big time. And the, <laughs> Local boy makes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Had the meanest picture of me, you know, <laughs> looking all mean with the lip snarl and. It's it's just awesome. Like I just, I just think the experiences, the life experience of experiences I've had. Like mm-hmm. growing up, I've had people put stuff in my backpack saying, "Hey, before you get on the bus, you need to go down that house." Mm-hmm. Like taking out all my books, my binders, note notebooks, school books, putting stuff in my backpack. If you go to that house, you're the you're the mule. Yeah, yeah. and who's gonna look at a a seven, eight-year-old kid walking down the street. The cops aren't going to look at me. Something that seven-year-old kid should never have to experience. Yeah, though, they're right? not yeah. going to look at me. You're like, I, you know, I've had people tell me, hey, when I get off the bus, go walk the other way home. Like, you don't want to be here when this is about to happen. Oh, I got you. So I get out. Like, right, the, the bus stop was about a half a block away from where I live. So I would just get off the bus, half a block, go home. I had to walk eight blocks before I got home and my grandma was like what the hell took you so long and I just explained to her like big mama like they told me I had to go this way was there something going down yeah yeah it was just about drive to drive by or something yeah big fight big broad yeah. shootings you know so it, she's like okay and you know my different, grand- different set of rules when you live in that environment yeah, isn't and, there? and everyone respected my grandparents so much uh, where we live like my grandpa was a type to buy all the neighborhood kids ice cream when the ice cream man came by. Like everybody would call him Mr. Mo. I mean, Mr. Mo? Yeah, his last last name was Moore, but every you know, he would introduce himself as Mo. 
<laughs> so everybody calling Mr. Mo behind my ice cream and just the older crowd, they like knew who my grandparents was. So there was a lot of times that I got looked after. Like if I was getting bothered and I let someone know, they'd be like, okay, well, you ain't got to worry about them. Mm-hmm. So everything I've learned from growing up, like it, what, what I traded, no, because I just it made me who who I am. Mm-hmm. So it just there's a lot of things I wish I didn't have to go through, but I'm here. Stronger, right? Yeah. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned that you had to try it with WWE, or mm-hmm. did you go for one of their, because their, their, their three-day camps are basically just drills, right? Is, is that, yeah. is, did you go for one of those? Yeah, I went for one of those. And how did you get hooked up there for that? Um, I got an email saying, hey, we would like to invite you out for a trial. It was after I did um, a couple dark matches there in the area. Uh, did the three-day tryout. What do you do during those three days? Um, cardio drills blowing crazy, right? up. Like I thought I was gonna be in the best shape. Like I, I dropped down from two fifty three to I think two twenty two. Like trying to get my cardio wow. up, and and I was like, okay, just getting blown up. But in my in my class, I had Eddie Kingston, and I had Big Swole there. Oh wow! So like ever since then, like we we've stayed in contact. Are, yeah. yeah, it it, it, it was cool. And and none of them got signed, right? No, yeah. no. And, and just those three days were just getting blown up. And I remember getting cramps and went to the local Walmart and like Chris, I kid you not, I bought so much Pedialyte. <laughs> trying to rehydrate, yeah. I was hurt. The electrolytes back. Yeah, and then we end up like the last day we end up doing um, promos. Who was helping you with those? Uh, it was William Regal mm. was leading it, leading uh, the promo class. And it, he came up to me and said, you know, he liked my promo because I used my real life situation. And what a story. There's, you yeah. don't have to make anything up. It's yeah. right there. And it, you know, a lot of people cut wrestling promos. And I was told then, like that day, like, you want to get emotion out of people. I'm like, no, nobody knew my story. And. And there was probably maybe about 60 of us in this tryout. And I, I cried during it, like the whole minute that I had. And like the whole thing, willpower is, is, is not a gimmick like that. That's me. Everything that I've gone through, you, you got to have willpower. Mm-hmm. Like most people I know, like couldn't go through this shit. And it's just. Right. It, and the thing is, too, you can use those experiences as a heel or a baby face. Yeah. It works either way. Yep. You know, and that's why like, it's 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 like it's right there. It's the, you know, not the circumstances behind it, but it's the perfect backstory for you to latch on to yeah. as a character. Yeah, and I it just took me a while like to get to get comfortable like with, with saying everything. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I'm pretty sure there's someone else yeah. that has that is or has been through my situation that hopefully they can get some type of inspiration out of it. 
So you do the thing with with the WWE. WWE William Regal likes your promo. Yeah. Then what happens after that? I get an email about <laughs> two months later saying, "Oh, you know, we don't have anything for you right now, um, but when we come to town, you know, we'll bring you in for extra doing extra dates." And it was at the time it was like, damn, because I put so much into like training you know doing this and that and then you just tell me you know we're interested but we don't have anything for you right now okay cool but after that i probably maybe did five six extra stuff with them you know when they came to town and nothing of it Mm -hmm. i had good little tryout mat- matches let I me mean, you know before, like the yeah, they do the, the matches show they the do arena. the for the show for like kinda. scott armstrong and yeah yeah and John scott, Cohen or whatever. yeah scott was always cool with me and i'm like okay well what's gonna happen i'm getting all this like great feedback you know like wh- what can we do nothing hmm. you know i get out there every time oh you, you did good good you know we like this and that okay like I, it's just a stroke. They're yeah, stroke like I, you. I got game from my grandparents. You know, just when someone's trying to pull one over you, and you know, we we had a neighborhood guy in the hood like that name, uh, Gil, that would just try to just pull stuff over you. And I remember my grandpa and uncle sitting in their truck eating peanuts, talking about, you know, like who the hell is he going to try to get over today? Like, <laughs> look at him. Like yeah. he asked to borrow my grandpa's lawnmower. Like my grandpa was like. I'm like, you're not borrowing my lawnmower, like, because I'm never going to see it again. You know, and I, you know, I picked up game from them quick, and I just, I knew that I was getting BS'd. Mm-hmm. And then when I did my um, match with Darby on the Saturday Night Dynamite, I get an email and say, hey, you know, we're interested, you know, basically we've been thinking about you, and it just pissed me off. Like, as a man, like, for someone to, bullshit you it for me personally it pisses me off just tell me the truth yeah that way we don't try to cover up anything well it's it's such blatant it's so obvious too like yeah. right after but we've been thinking about really were you thinking about me or did you just happen to watch what's going on in dynamite and say oh remember that guy yeah we'll sign him like what do they think how stupid do you have to be to fall for that and some people i shouldn't say fall for it. some people go for it because they want they want mm-hmm. it that's great but if you have other options, and just as a man, like you said, that's pretty like dude, yeah, seriously? yeah, Come and on. it just and it's just like I'm pretty sure they they saw the battle royal I was in, and I didn't know I was getting signed, and it's just like I took my chance of saying no, like mm-hmm. oh, so that was so you said no to them, and then you had but you weren't signed here yet, no. See, that's cool. So a I lot of people would not have done that. You know, I just didn't have all you know money coming in so, you know i was you know getting yeah and it i'm cool i'm i'm kind of good at going with my gut sometime you know See, I, and, I believe that and that's also shows your conviction because i'm the same way like like sometimes the 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 the, the proven easy route mm-hmm. you know it's not going to work out it's no. not for the right reasons yeah and even just being backstage there and here i'm sure you saw differences it's come, come complete opposite like here everybody is cool like i see everyone mingling you know with the with the extras when they're here people mingled mingled with me when i was extra it's cool it makes you feel like a part of the team Mm -hmm. and it makes you for me it made me feel like okay i want to come back and do this like i know i'm not winning 
but my job is to make when I work Sean Spears make Sean Spears look good mm-hmm. and Sean told me he was like hey you know thanks for selling that leg like that and you know and just having people trust you because I think when I wrestled Sean I maybe had like five um, dark matches for AEW and he let me he's like okay what do you want to do what what do you want to get in I'm like okay cool so you know it made me made me feel good just as we start to wind down here now we mentioned right at the beginning being part of one of the main angles on the show and Mm -hmm. obviously being part of team Taz and kind of building up this angle with sting which and darby but you mentioned earlier sting was one of your heroes sting was my dude so how was that for you (laughs) it is awesome like when when he appeared uh for the first you know not to like a couple hours before i'm like i still ain't seen dude like is he gonna appear on the the screen or or what and he came out and that snow was coming out i'm looking around i kid you not i'm like i'm yelling oh my god oh my god and it was just so loud out there. Yes. It was loud. It was a great I'm, night. That was the biggest pop we've had in the post-pandemic mm-hmm. era. Yeah. And I'm just like looking. I'm just like, I just I remember watching WCW and you know Sting would come out. How the NWO would like just be in the ring. I knew, I, of course, they knew, but it was just like me. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what was happening? He's walking out all slow, and I, I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, and you know it is it's awesome. It's another one of those moments where you're like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, like I'm I'm here. I'm here, yeah. Like this is gonna be a like one of the top moments in this company, mm-hmm. and I'm part of it. How was it? Uh, and how did you find out that you're gonna be part of Team Taz? Uh, Tony told me. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, we got this thing. You know, we want you a part of it. I'm like, cool. I I know Ricky. I know Brian. Like got to know taz pretty well i'm like let's do it and watching ecw when i was a kid i remember the ftw title and just taz reminds me of so many people from where i grew up like just a a badass like i was like (laughs) okay i I can be a part of this like you know i'm from the hood i can i can get down with this beating up people and right you know it's just awesome because the whole thing with Team Taz, Darby, and Sting, it's, it's a thing that's going on weekly and weekly. It's a long-term storyline. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's building up. And I'm like I said, I'm, I'm what, in my fourth month into my contract, and like, this is this is tight. It's cool. Like, I, I cannot complain. I remember the first time I worked with, uh, with Hogan. And I worked with him probably for about six months. Mm-hmm. But the first time working with him was like, you know, I was a big Hogan fan when I was a kid, and to be in the ring where he was – like you got you got a brother you, you, you take care of me and I would basically saying like put together the match oh, nice. tell me what you want to do because what we were house shows and everything and that was really cool like a like you said I'm really here but then also to like have the fact that he's trusting me to put together the whole match yeah and we're having great matches and figuring it out and having lots of fun you know it's it's a cool feeling I'm sure you'll get the same with Sting because Sting's Sting's awesome but he's also one of those guys that shows up is like just tell me what you want me to do guys yeah I, I've know? heard him say that yeah I'm like dang this is, this is cool like and you know the moment that i've had with him when he came out i'm walking towards him and you know the gang's pulling me back like you know, like what's up like let's get it you know so that that was that was pretty cool how, what, how was it when you first met him was it after the show it was it was after we did the, the segment yeah he came up to me thanked me and i'm like thank you i was like you 
were a big influence in my childhood. And he's like, that means a lot. And he like looked me in my eyes like, we need to talk. Like, like I truly appreciate that because yeah. I had gotten into my grandma's makeup kit and tried to <laughs> put my own little face paint on. And I had to end up going outside getting the switch because my grandma's like, get that switch right there. And I already knew what it was, but it was that's some old school stuff right there yeah explain what a switch is switches where it's a it's a branch off a tree like you have to i try picking the smallest ones and my grandma <laughs> be like nah try oh, that she again. makes you pick your own switch yeah oh that's even worse so basically you're gonna get hit with this thing yeah so you got to go out and pick out the thing that you're gonna get hit with yeah oh my god and it just you, you pull off the other little extension of the branches the leaves and yeah i would try to bend it just a little bit so when she hit me the first time it break and she finally got a hold of it and she's like no she's like she's like sit your ass right there i'm gonna go get one so but you gotta incorporate that into a, a, a match one day you pull out the switch it, it, it was funny one time i like i put up on um on my facebook page like kids today will not know what this is and my my son looked at it and was like what is that i'm like it's a switch he's like what do you do with it? And I'm like, well, act up and let, yeah. <laughs> let's see. But it's, yeah. It's one of those things when, uh, when my kids were really little, my pastors actually said, you know, if, if, if it gets out of control, spanking. Mm-hmm. Just once. Yep. And you're like, oh, I can't do it. He goes, I'm telling you. So with my son one time, he went through this phase where he was like, he thought it was funny to punch everybody in the balls. And I was like, stop. And yeah. he did it. And I said, okay pull the pants down and give him the hand switch yep. crying screaming but anytime after that all i had to say was you want a spanking nope yep, yep. You want the switch nope yep, yep. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I think for the the after i got a real good one like she made me go pick it and like get it you know that's something wrong grab another one it was just like a lecture after it, and i'm just like staring at the switch and she knew she like had my full attention like i, didn't, I ain't cutting up no more like Last question for you, man. Uh, actually, two questions. Who who are you looking forward to working with here in AEW? And what's your favorite match that you ever had since you've been here? My favorite match that I've had that I've been here was was probably the it's, – it's a tie between when Ricky and I went up against uh, Darby and Cody and the, um, the six-man we had for Brody's tribute. And that was you? It was uh, – Team Taz, so myself, Ricky, and Cage versus uh, Ten, um, Cody, Cody, and Cassidy. Yes, that was a good Cassidy. match. Yeah, that was yeah. right. That yeah. that was just, it was amazing. the The time that I was here, that I got to know Brody, was amazing. Because right after my first um, dark match with Orange, he pulled me aside and talked to me. And he, ever since every match that I've had, he watched. Mm-hmm. always gave me advice so that, that was just awesome because yeah. my whole family loved him like when he was in, in the Wyatt family like we all loved him yeah it, it was just he was a real good person and it that meant a lot to me for him to pull me aside didn't know me to say hey you're a big man don't do this try this this worked that didn't work and it the same thing that you and I discussed in the past yeah, yeah. And if you're big, not, not a lot of big guys in this company, right? So the, no. If you're big, work big. Yeah, I remember I did a <laughs> did a frog splash in the match, and you told me he's like, "I know you can do it, 
but you don't need to do right. it. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, and I and I ain't done it since. And I just you know just you you and you guys you guys pull me aside, man. Like I said earlier, that just means so much. Like it, I'm not the type to just say yes, sir. Okay, thank you. This and that. Like mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying because I want to be here for a mm-hmm. long time. I don't want to be one of those guys. Okay, well, this guy just doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can tell quickly. So I'm I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite. And who do I look forward working? I got a, I got a list. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a list. Like I, it, it would mean the world. Like to to work you, just work. I want to work Warlow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we will have great chemistry, yes. big man. Yeah match i you know i want to work everyone to be honest with you i know it sounds cliche but i just just want to work everyone i want to continue to learn and win championships and and be the man like (laughs) just like can't wait you're off to a great start man it's great to have you here in the roster i appreciate that Got to get that switch. As you yes, the, the yes. Switch that you know what we Sting has the bat. I we may need to the bring switch. switches to the <laughs> ring. Thank you, brother. Thank you.